So welcome again to Music Ally Focus with me, Joe Sparrow, Music Ally writer and uh, general layabout, and Stuart Redge, Music Ally's editor, and as ever, one man, music biz analysis machine. Hi, Stu. Hello. I feel like you've got to ditch that intro, though, because you're also analysing the music business for us now. So this, we, we're the two, two-person analysis machine. I'm happy to be a cog in your bigger machine there, Stu. I know my place. Uh, now, so in keeping with this, uh, as Stu said, analysis-rich approach, um, these Music Ally Focus podcasts analyze the most important and meaningful breaking music business stories each week. Uh, there'll be brief podcasts. This should take about the same time as it takes to boil an egg and then boil a second egg. So approximately 10 minutes. So Stu, um, uh, this week we've already, we sort of anticipated uh, recently the UK parliamentary inquiry into music streaming's economics and it took place on Tuesday the 19th of January and we saw the heads of UK PROs, uh, the PPL and PRS for Music giving evidence plus all three UK major label heads sweating under some fairly persistent probing or grilling by MPs and uh, amongst other, th other things, we had a lot more discussion of 1980s glam metal band Poison than expected, plus <laughs> Harry Potter banter. But what were the big takeaways of this session? Well, yeah, well, there was a good phrase used actually by Tom Gray of, of Broken Record, which was like political theatre, which is what these hearings kind of are. They're theatre. They're kind of, there's often a narrative which is like, we're going to get these important people and we're going to be rude to them or we're going to tell them they're wrong. Or, you know, like when Mark Zuckerberg sits in front of a hearing, as much of it is performative about people telling him he's wrong and he can't really answer back rudely. There were some very sharp, well-briefed questions. Like, like, like there, was, there was a really awkward moment earlier on when Universal Music's UK boss was asked about a, certain, a specific Spotify licensing deal where and had that lowered rates for artists. And his his first his his impulse was to answer. I can't talk about that. It's a it's a, a confidential deal, and the MPs didn't like that at all. And that kind of set the tone, really. I think that what was the phrase that used? There was one MP who was like, uh, "You're living in cloud cuckoo land." Yes, which that was, was that the was most spicy. obviously pre-prepared line. You know, I am going to say this because I know it will get in the headlines and I'll look really tough. Um, there was David Joseph Universal kind of came out in favour of user-centric licensing, which was then glossed over like you know no one followed up that question like where was a journalist your head goes ping when someone says a quote and you go oh what do you mean by that or expand on that um and he also came out he was quite anti spotify streaming algorithms as well he was like i don't like the algorithms we were, i think we were all hoping for a big gotcha moment and there really wasn't that but there, there, there was some quite persistent uh, as you say questioning where they they were really pushing certain bosses to get to the get to the point and they were they were trying to play all around it but in the end had to engage with it and we did get some interesting information that they really pushed uh, i think it was the universal boss um on how much of their budget was spent on a and r and how much of that was on new artists and on existing artists and and some of these things were actually quite interesting and as well as as well as also they set, sort of set the precedent didn't they all major labels agreed that a million streams is worth between four and five thousand pounds uh, in yeah. income, which is quite which is a good thing. thing to say. Well, you have all these things, don't you? Like, like for example, so the Tricordist, the songwriting uh, uh, activism blog, they do this really good thing every year where they release, they publish a table of uh, streaming rates for, I think it's a mid-sized independent label and it's what they get per stream on average from each service. And then that's, it's really brilliant. They do that and it's great. But it does then get quoted as the, the per stream rate for everyone. And actually, 
it's different when you are independent artist distributing yourself or your label. And so this was interesting because this, this gives now a figure to work with of like, if you're signed to a major label deal on the average thing, and again, there's no one, the one deal, there's many. The one, one of the really key bits I think was, is a stream a sale or a rental? Right. You, and, yeah, I was about to ask you. Um, yeah, thank you for Yeah, and, and this is all about how it's paid. You know, is it paid? Do artists get a small portion of it? Or do they get a larger portion of it? David Joseph and then Tony Harlow from Warner both came out quite strong and said, no, it's not. And they, their, their, their response was streaming isn't like radio. And that was that was how they defined that question. Like, is streaming like radio? No, it's not, because you can skip, you can do these things. Which is not quite the same question as, is it a sale or a rental in how you pay artists? Like it was, I think it was a little wiggle sideways from the question. Yeah, it's also um, not strictly, all three bosses, uh, like you say, wiggled around that question a bit. Uh, one of them um, uh, had a, a had a, a prepared line, didn't he? Was it Jason Ali? I think, and he, he repeated yes, it twice because he he didn't want to say. And it was, and I think he said actually, it gets into a legal definition, and it does. It's one of those things where you can't you don't want to say the wrong thing. Like you say, like it wasn't about a big gotcha moment. That I find that stuff tiresome, and I found some of the other members of the committee asking really sharp questions. And yeah. being very patient and, and and like forensic and persistent, and saying, "Look, I'm trying to get to this point." Yeah, it's it's worth noting that, that, that while the, perhaps the um, and we'll talk about missed opportunities in a moment, but while the um, some of the questions um, from the committee were a little bit woolly, and uh, we did learn that some MPs were trying a bit too hard to look cool in front of music business big cheeses, which is a bit excruciating. Um, there the, the, the were some really well prepared uh, questions and people there. And also that they were under a lot of pressure because then they had to dash straight over to Parliament to uh, mm. put an emergency uh, motion in place to try and sort out the problem of British artists touring in, in Europe post-Brexit. So they, I think they did a reasonable job under the circumstances. But what were those missed opportunities? Well, I think, so yesterday I thought very strongly that when um, Joseph talked about, well, he brought up user-centric music licensing. Like he wasn't asked about it. He brought it up himself and said, this might be a good thing. Um, I wanted them to jump on that and say, are you the head of the biggest label in the, in the, in the UK saying user-centric licensing might be good? But I think the fact that he said it is important. And I think there'll be lots of submissions arguing for user-centric against it. I, I think it will. I think that will go into the melting pot of whether the, the MPs talk about whether that should be a good thing. Um, and the same when Jason Ali said, actually, freemium streaming could go away tomorrow and be really happy. Uh, and, and and you should ask Spotify about that, basically. Or you should yeah, ask yeah, that was, that was notable, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I mean, again, a journalist Antonio go ping at that, like a major deal boss saying, I, I hate freemium, and paraphrasing him, obviously, before people get in touch. And, and, get across. Yeah. and of course, these kind of sessions, you know, to get all three uh, UK major label heads, not in one room, but you know, would have been in one room. And they were, they were very openly saying, well, I haven't, you know, they said I haven't met these uh, guys for five years. It was kind of touching. They definitely are not anti-competitive. They don't get together and there's no... No, no cartel involved there, is there? Um, cartel, that's it. Yeah, that, yeah like, yeah, I, I'm not go. suggesting it was cartel, but it was interesting that I think they made that, that, that was a very, <laughs> very clear point. We don't see each other because we... No, they, they don't. So, so to yeah. get them together was a bit of a coup. And yeah. in that sense, they, while I think a lot of people were hoping for it, for it to be some sort of panacea and, and we gotcha moments or solving some problems, it's actually the starting point for... for this is a big topic, big ongoing conversation. And as you say, with all the accompanying documents, this could be the start of some uh, changes and we might be able to trace them back to here in the future. Uh, well, what was the reaction like, just to wrap up then, on, on that most balanced and reflective of platforms, Twitter? <laughs> I think this is where someone like Tom Gray does deserve the credit that's being given to him because he is, he's 
this and it, it seemed like a little UK thing of a musician uh, sort of talking about streaming. And he's got not just this to a parliamentary inquiry, but he's got musicians behind him and he's got musicians watching this and following it. And so there were a lot of musicians there and they were, they were, I mean, it was, it was very much an anti-major label sentiment, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so there were lots of, but, and there were also lots of people who were from in and around streaming, um, in and around labels. So all the, all the, the different sizes, they were all on Twitter kind of giving their views as it went on, like a live tweeting event. I don't like it when it gets overheated. I don't like it when people start singing insults at one another and don't listen. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with that because I think what, what's needed is listening and, and, and proper discussion about what comes going yeah. forward. And, and, and Twitter and, isn't and, ideal for sorting this out. But And, and if anything, it's, it is about that sort of official starting point of a conversation, isn't it? You, you've got people like uh, the BBC radio DJ, Steve Lamack, sharing the parliamentary inquiry video on his mm. his Twitter feed, so you suddenly you've got music fans who care about music and care about what musicians are being paid. You're getting them engaging with the political conversation around something very important, and that in itself is progress and something good, isn't it? And I think there are so I think there are three things that come out of this. Um, three things. Uh, one is there is going to be some kind of concrete um, thing done. I suspect it might be equitable remuneration for radio-like streams. That it seems to be the tone inquiry they're going towards recommending that maybe they'll recommend a user-centric trial but good luck to making that actually happen as we see these but i think so there'll, there'll be something concrete that happens that changes things a little bit um the second thing i think will happen is that i think all this talk around transparency around bad deals around the shady bits of the industry i think that is going to bring change outside the government regulation i think that's gonna i think the more we shine a light these things are shine a light on the more change will come and that's going to be a cultural thing. I think it's already happening in the music industry. If you're if you're a new artist who's got some momentum behind you, you have leverage to strike a deal that isn't terrible. And I think so that that's already happening. But I think this discussion that Tom and people around him have have, have think that's gonna that's gonna have a good effect. And I think the third thing is what comes back to what you said, which is that this this, this debate has now gone out beyond the music industry to music fans. And I think this sense of some of the musicians who may um, great music are struggling, are worried. Streaming maybe isn't working for them quite now. I think people are aware of that. And I think that, I really hope that does spark a wave of people thinking about how they support the musicians they love. There's more of this inquiry to come as well. So there's gonna be a session with the streaming service, fairly obviously they were talking about, we're gonna ask them. And I, what I hope as well is, and this is not an anti-broken record point, so I'm gonna voice it carefully. I hope we hear for some more artists who consider themselves to be doing well from streaming. Because they yes, do they exist. are sort of not notable by their absence, aren't they? So uh, far, you know, I think that's because I, I think even when we talk to Tom in our in our YouTube show, you know, he's he says, no, there are artists doing well. And, like, you know, for example, there are a lot of solo pop or hip hop artists who are doing well from streaming yeah. because they don't have the costs. And, it's, and he he's talked about that. He's not fighting shy of that. I hope we hear from some of them because I think it's important for the MPs, the committee as well, to understand why it is working for some people because that sheds one light on why it's not working for others. And it doesn't undercut the arguments of the musicians who are saying, we're not doing well from streaming at all. Yeah, yeah, context context is hard and takes time, doesn't it? So hopefully this is, this is, <laughs> this is what uh, the, the outcome will be from, uh, from all of this. Uh, so uh, thank you very much, Stu. Uh, and if you out there found uh, Stu's analysis useful and want more of his in-depth news, 
trusted analysis waiting for you in your inbox every morning as ever uh head on over to musically.com forward slash subscribe and check you may be eligible for one of our sponsored complimentary subscriptions as well we also have a free weekly email the knowledge which rounds up uh bits and pieces of the best analysis news marketing insight and skills from music ally and land with a wet thump in your inbox every friday so sign up and uh, impress your friends. Uh, links are in the description as always. Uh, and so that's it from Musical Eye Focus uh, from me, Joe Sparrow, here in Berlin, and Stu in the UK. Thanks very much, and see you all soon.